You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Winnaker. Wheels, how's it rolling? So exciting to be here. It was exciting to just hear the very personal conversation you just had before we got on. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a can lot I, going can on. I weigh in? Am I allowed to weigh in on your family issues on the podcast? Yeah, weigh in. I might have to edit some stuff out. We'll see. We'll see where this is going. I think you should offer them uh, 50000 less. Yeah. And, oh, you know what you should do? It's like, I FedEx them a horse's head. Like a dead horse's head. <laughs> Uh, that would be an expensive FedEx. Listen, big box. Horses' heads are much bigger than you think. In the scheme of what you're trying to do, it's small. The impossible, like the reason that scene in The Godfather is so ridiculous, is because it is impossible to get the head of a horse in a guy's bed while he's there without him noticing, unless you've drugged him. He just wakes up in the morning and oh, by the way, this entire horse's head in his bed and it's covered in blood. I don't didn't notice. notice. I, I, I've slept on things before and didn't notice they were in my bed. I mean, who, who hasn't done that? <laughs> like a horse's head. We've all been there. All right. All right. Speaking of horses' heads, uh, that's a terrible segue. Uh, we're here to continue the greatest American athletes of all time bracket. Uh, when we last left you two weeks ago, we took a break to discuss March Madness, the uh, the basketball version. We had finished the round of 64, except for six matchups, which were tied and for which we needed a tiebreaker. And so we uh, we reached out to Howie Schwab of Stump the Schwab fame, and he <laughs> sent us one of his uh, unrelated, unknown, and unconnected acolytes, uh, Jared Jerome. So here to join us on the podcast as our third judge today, as our tiebreaker, is Jared Jerome. Jared, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. You know, I actually taught Schwab everything he knows, uh, even though I'm probably 30 years younger than him, but it's okay. Thanks for having me, though. I'm excited to get it going. I I like how thick Jared's Long Island accent is. Like, people... Oh, yeah, yeah. People say that I have one, uh, but this is uh, is pretty serious. You have have nothing. The the, the people who grew up in the five towns, like I, I did, don't have such a thick Long Island accent. You get closer to, like, the Belmore, Merrick, Wanta area, very thick Long Island accents. You guys are a little more highfalutin, you know, and you guys sort of lose the accent. I'm like That's New right. York from the gutters, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you're I mean, gonna, where, sorry, where, listeners, you're going to have to deal with that. It is what it is. I can't yeah, hide where, it. Where are you from, Jared? From Long Island also. So Yeah, but are you giving us more details or no? <laughs> well, I didn't Just think you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I grew up in Merrick on the south shore of Nassau County, and then I Jerusalem, moved to West Jerusalem Hempstead. Jerusalem Avenue. No, but uh, near there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Long yeah, Island through and through. Long Island with, with, this, with Brooklyn parents. So uh, this is going to be, if I use my R's, be proud. This does sound very Mike and the Mad Doggy already. I can play so, the Mike right. role. 
So before well, before we even get into the uh, Thrifty 32, as it's called here on the podcast, Jared, we're going to have to use you to uh, break our ties from last week, So yeah, uh, yeah. This, from two weeks ago. So, you know, I don't know how, if we're going to discuss these in detail or if you just have a quick answer. The first one was Tom Brady versus Tony Hawk. No, I'd like to discuss in detail. What, what are we rushing through here? Come on. All right. <laughs> no, so I would say in general, right, there's a couple ways that I look at these kind of um, – just to give my background, to look at these um, comparisons, because doing a cro- so when you do within sports comparisons, which is a lot easier, you still run into the whole era problem, right? So you have like Ty Cobb versus Mike Trout, or this kind of thing, and say like, well, if Ty Cobb was playing now, would he be able to hit, you know, a Syndergaard ninety-five mile per hour slider? You know, probably not, I think, but maybe we don't know. You know, would Bob Cousy be able to even play in Division Three basketball right now? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So my thing on that is, we just say straight across the board, you go by the era, right? So if, if whatever the guy was compared, whatever the guy or girl was compared to the other athletes they were playing against, that's how great they are, right? But then I think for this discussion here, which is really interesting, comparing sports. I think you sort of have to look at two main things, right? How great is the guy or girl in their sport? Are they the greatest, the second greatest of all time? And then two, how important is that sport, right? So I think, and it all comes down to how we weigh those two uh, variables to determine, right, who's better. So I think, would you say the Tom Brady, Tony Hawk, was that the first one? Yeah. Right, so that's a perfect example where you have Tony Hawk, who, and I am no avid uh, skateboarding, you know, expert but tony hawk i guess is the greatest skateboarder ever right i mean that's what he's known as and everything like that but one could make the argument that tom brady is the greatest football player i don't make the argument chester i know you don't make that argument but coming off that ridiculous you know comeback in the super bowl the five championships already up there as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever one could make the argument so if you could make the argument that someone is the greatest football player of all time and it's football which right now is the most popular sport in america versus one of the least popular sports in America, if it even is a professional sport, I don't even know, is there any leagues or anything like that, how could you not go Tom Brady? So I don't know who voted what by you two, but that's my take on that. I think that's an easy one. I really do. Okay. All right. So Tom Brady, welcome to the round of 32. Who voted Uh, for Tony Hawk? Yeah, who voted for each? That was me. I voted for Tony Hawk. That's the biggest biggest troll vote I've ever heard. (laughs) So that was an obvious one, right? I mean, I feel yeah, like that. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You voted for Joey Chestnut, Akiva. So. <clears throat> but I mean, Joey Chestnut is the greatest of all time at, at something everyone does. Nobody skateboards. I mean, Tony Hawk's the greatest of all time at an actual sport. But is there like a skateboarding league? Like, like who? No. How do we even know that he's the greatest of we all don't. time? Where, where we are don't. stats? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. He might be like at least, uh, at least Chestnut has championships in his thing. You know no, what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure Tony Hawk has championships. I guess. I guess X Games probably has some X Games titles. But I feel like he was too old already when that stuff came around, you know? I think he's like, he's the pioneer of skateboarding. Right. But I bet you like young skateboarders who know what they're talking about probably say like, ah, Tony Hawk, that old guy, you know, he got it started. He has all the video games, but he can't do anything, you know? You want to know how many championships he has? Go ahead. Well, they, they just have a list of, they don't have the number. How many times he's finished first in various contests? One, two, three. We'll cut the X game stuff. He's, he has over 55 championships. And to and to me and everyone listening, that means nothing, right? <laughs> like, right. like maybe he should have eight hundred and thirty-six championships. Right. Like, if I have you, no clue. Five years in a row, like there was one Super Bowl of skateboarding, and he's won it that many times. No, he his first championship was the nineteen eighty-three Spring Nationals contest at Del Mar. He won that, and then his final championship was two thousand two X Games at the First Union Center in Philadelphia. He won the doubles vert. 
And in between that, he had, all right, yeah, whatever. whatever. Okay, we don't care about Tony Hawk. Sorry, you made it to the round of 64. Be happy. The next uh, argument we had, this was probably the one that we, uh, that Akiva certainly felt the most passionate about, and, and so did I in a sense. Michael Phelps against Jackie Robinson. Akiva, okay. with, withhold your, uh, your jokes. <laughs> mm. I, I think this is a really easy one, okay? Let me start by saying I'm a huge baseball fan. It's my second favorite sport, the one I know I the like, most I history like about. Was number one, skateboarding? Right. <laughs> skateboarding is one, as I just proved, but baseball's two. No, yeah, I love baseball. I love the history. I, was, I wanted all those guys in, Mickey Mantle, A-Rod, et cetera, but... Felt, but so back to what I said in the beginning, right? To, but talk about dominating your sport versus where you. Jackie Robinson is not, in my opinion, as good as Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. Uh, I don't know many, many guys. Okay, we, we know that. We, I agree. Much like Ichiro, if he started at the beginning of his career, you know, if he started at age twenty-one, he could have had, you know, much a, a big, a better claim to even be the. Is he even? Does anyone argue that he's even the best second baseman of all time? Right? Is he behind Joe Morgan? Is he behind Rogers Hornsby? I think mm-hmm. everyone would agree with that, right? Yeah. I mean, Chester, do you disagree with that? Neil Walker. No, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so he's at best the third best second baseman of all time. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe he is, but I'm not sure. Michael Phelps is by so far and away the greatest swimmer of all time. Mm. I argue the greatest Olympian of all time. I'll, I'll defer to, uh, to Akiv on this one, but I mean, I'm a huge Michael Phelps guy. He's lapped the field. He does all the strokes. I mean, what was uh, it? There you are with the, with the swimming pun. Oh, I didn't even notice. So no, so no obviously no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, what was it? I forgot. In his, at his peak, whether it was, oh, I know in 08 he won uh, eight for eight, but I think maybe it was in 04 that he got in, that he, that he qualified in all the strokes except... One of them, do you know that, Keith? Yeah, he doesn't, I, I, he, well, he doesn't do backstroke other than the medley, so yeah. Right, right. So I'm saying, but he actually qualified to be top two in the country, in the best swimming country in the world, in, right. in three of the four strokes. And obviously, he's not a bad uh, backstroker also. So right. the guy's and it's, also, it's not a popular sport to right. watch, but right. it's a sport done by a ton of people. Right, so tons, everybody swims. Uh, yes, it's not like leagues and everything like that. And most people like me, even me who likes the Olympics and everything like that, I don't follow all the championships and everything like that. But the guy, I mean, I know you guys are high on Katie Ledecky, but she does one stroke. I know she does different distances. This guy does all the strokes. He dominates. He's had world records. And what does he have? 23 gold medals. It's ridiculous. I mean, he is so by so far and away the best swimmer. I think the best Olympian of all time. And Jackie Robinson is obviously historically maybe the best person on this list, arguably, but we're doing a sports thing here, and he doesn't cut it. I mean, he shouldn't even be on the list for, uh, based on just his sporting achievements. Wasn't Jackie Robinson also like a champion sprinter? Yeah, he was a great co- – at UCLA, yeah, UCLA yeah. he was a great athlete. There's no question. But I feel like most of these great athletes in college were great athletes, could have done different things, and that's another thing we can get into. Well, Michael Phelps could not do anything else. No, no, no. Michael Phelps could not play any other sport. Raw athletic ability, Jackie Robinson dominates Michael Phelps. There's no question. I wouldn't be surprised if Phelps the, couldn't hit a layup. No, we're not doing. The, isn't that the question here? Greatest no, American athlete. No, we're not doing no. raw. No, we're not doing raw athletic ability, or it's going to be. Uh, you know, I, you, you know why? Yeah, I mean, we're not doing raw athletic ability. So uh, we're doing greatness at sports. I think, right? I mean, isn't that what yeah, we're doing yeah, here? Of course, yeah. Right. So. Okay. All right. So, well, then here's another one uh, along those lines. I guess it's Hank Aaron against Richard Petty. Uh, um, okay, again, so the, so I don't know much at all about uh, horse racing. 
I'm sorry, about car racing or any NASCAR or any of that kind of stuff. But I looked up Richard Petty on Wikipedia, and it looks very impressive, okay? Uh, Hank Aaron is up there. He, has, he held probably the most important baseball record for a long time. Uh, one of the great, I mean, I think even a little underrated. I think people think of him as a compiler. He's not a compiler. I mean, he never had 50 homers in a season, but you're talking about a guy who for 23 years had 40 home runs basically, uh, you know, like, what does he have, 3,700-plus hits and over 2,000 runs and RBIs, most RBIs ever, most home runs ever. Uh, having said all that, I mean, he's not – there's a bunch of guys in baseball who I would put ahead of him. You know, there really is. I'd put Mays ahead of him. I'd put Ruth ahead of him. I'd put uh, Willie Ma- – I'd put, I'd put uh, Ted Williams ahead of him, maybe Ty Cobb, a bunch, maybe a couple pitchers. So if you're going to be the sixth or seventh best guy in baseball, as important as baseball is – Versus, I don't know, Richard Petty, maybe the second best guy. It seems like Mario Andretti has the be- is the best racer, but maybe Richard Petty might be second. I got to reluctantly close my nose and go with Richard Petty on this one. Wow, that's an upset. I'm surprised. And I don't think Richard Petty is a consensus number one or number two guy uh, based on some I was looking at his Wikipedia page because I don't know much. And again, it's hard to say. Like, what I don't really know exactly what all these things mean, but basically – yeah, I mean, All right, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Richard Petty advances. Don't Who said which? Which phone. which of you guys yeah. picked which? I would guess Akiva probably picked Petty. I probably picked Hank Aaron. And I'm a huge baseball yeah. guy. I don't. I, but I'm trying to be uh, fair here. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Okay. Next one we got is Michael Johnson against Cheryl Miller. Uh. Okay. So Cheryl Miller to me is a lot like Bill Walton. Okay. Uh. What could have been, right? So it seems we don't know much about Cheryl Miller, right? So she was a. I mean, it's not her fault that there was no WMBA then. It's well, I mean, possible. she could have made the w, like she could have built it herself. I guess it's kind of her fault. I don't know. I mean, how did the WA I'm get just, built, right? I, I mean, yeah, but I'm right. So uh, yeah, I mean, so like, could have she been the greatest female basketball player ever? She could have been. I have no idea. Like, she was great in college, but not much greater than everybody else, right? Lisa Leslie also went to USC, had similar statistics and accomplishments. All those UConn women have, you know, similar and great accomplishments. So I think Reg, I think Cheryl Miller got a boost because of Reggie Miller. Not that he's better for his sport than she was for hers, but she became more, you know, with, with the announcing. You know, it's, it's Reggie's bigger brother, bigger sister and all that kind of stuff. I feel like she got a boost from that, and she just frankly hasn't. I mean, there was, it wasn't huge the sport then. It's not huge now, but it was even smaller when she was playing it. And then you're going against Michael Johnson, who was the you know what the the record holder in the 200 and the 400 until he was broken by that freak Usain Bolt. And how could you beat Usain Bolt, right? For history, everybody's five foot ten to six foot two. You get this nut coming in at six foot five, and it's just not fair. His, his legs move at the same speed. The only difference is he's covering an extra foot with every step. So, I mean, that's the one guy who breaks him. Although he, right, although he lost the 400, who's that guy? Van, Van something from uh, South Africa, right? What was it, Van Yeah, Eker? that kind of short, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but whatever. But Michael, but Michael Johnson was the clear American Olympic hero throughout the 90s. Uh, you know, two world records and two major events in track and field. For someone who I don't know, I don't know enough about Cheryl Miller. I don't know if she'd be better than Diana Taurasi. I don't know if she'd be better than Elena Deladon. I don't know if she'd be better than Sue Bird or, or, or 30 other uh, WNBA players. We don't have enough data on her. And Chester, I know you're a big data guy. I mean, I don't know how you could pick her with, with, with the little that we know. So I don't know who cho- chose what, but that's my take. So I'm going Michael Johnson. I don't remember. Akiva, do you remember who you picked? Did I you pick Cheryl Miller? Yeah, I think I picked Michael Johnson. No, I picked Michael Johnson, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so the, all right, fine. So I'm happy Michael oh, Johnson wins. All right, okay, fine. Okay, now let's go to the other side of the bracket. We have uh, 
two more playing uh, two more uh, overtime games in the first round to determine. <clears throat> this, is, this is a tough one. It's Ty Cobb against Otto Graham. It is a tough one. It's basically the same thing, right? And I mean, this shows this shows how little we care about football history versus baseball history. Like pre Super Bowl football is irrelevant to us, and this is like the best example of it. Otto Graham, you know, was, <clears throat> yeah, was because the greatest was, because baseball is essentially the same sport. Uh, you know, 120 years later, whereas football, they played eight games. The players sucked. They didn't pass. No, they, pl- they, pl- they, there's, there's Are no difference whether you play. With this correct point. <laughs> there's no they difference played, whether you play. They played tw- almost the exact same number of games. <clears throat> the stats still hold up a hundred something years later. Otto Graham's stats still hold up a hundred something years later. He's the only one who does. But his era doesn't, so no one cares about him. No, okay, it, the era of baseball when Ty Cobb was playing, he wasn't playing against black people either, and he was playing, you know, against fourteen white guys. Also, you know, like short we have some like guys. baseball stuff from the forties and fifties, and very little video until the of football until the late late fifties. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Chester on this one. I, I I love baseball history. I know so much about it. Football history, I don't have a clue. And you say Otto Graham's numbers hold to today? No, they don't. Where did he throw for like two thousand yards a year? That may have been the best. In his time, but that's a joke. What are you talking about? No, that's but, like, I, but, it, but his quarterback rating, his touchdown-interception ratio, those right, things still hold. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, to me, which this no, is... Which nobody else from his era is even close. Right. It's interesting. So, so, and he won, like, what? Eight championships. Let me ask you a question. Who, who do you think is better within their era? Uh, like, in other words, who did better compared to their contemporaries within each of their individual sports? Otto Graham or Ty Cobb? I would say Otto Graham because... Ty Cobb was the best player when he was playing, but then immediately got, you know, well, except there were, you know, pitchers in his era were better than him, Cy Young or whatever, Chrissy Mathewson maybe, and then Babe Ruth came along and shattered everything, whereas right. Ty, whereas Otto Graham was the best football player for the first 50, 60 years of the NFL's existence. Okay. Like, you know, like he was, when you talk, when you talk <laughs> about the greatest quarterbacks of all time, it's a couple guys from the modern era, you know, Peyton and Tom Brady, and then it's Joe Montana, and then it's Otto Graham, and mm-hmm. you know. Johnny Unitas sort of became more famous and had all the records, but Otto Graham was better than Johnny Unitas. Uh, I mean, it's a good. This is a really it, tough one. It's a good argument. I, I, I'm it, since I'm since I'm giving my own answer, I have to go Ty Cobb because I just respect the history of baseball more. I think, like like Keith was saying, I think it's more similar, not exactly the same, but more similar to the game today. Football. I mean, they weren't wearing helmets. We don't know what they were doing. I mean, it was like no, a total. Otto Graham, Otto Graham wasn't playing in the twenties. He was playing in the fifties. Even with the 50s, though. That's what I'm saying. That's the helmets. point. They were wearing the exact same helmets. They had a handlebar. They, they weren't wearing leather things. like. Oh, uh, it wasn't the Leatherheads? It, no. uh, it wasn't the Cone Brothers no. Leatherhead movie no. then? Okay. The, the, what I'm saying is that the game wasn't different. What's different is the existence of the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl itself makes all – the football was no different in 1965 than in 1968. The difference is in 1965 there was no Super Bowl. In 1968 there was. The existence of the Super Bowl is what has made pre-Super Bowl football irrelevant. The invention of that game. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otto Graham was playing in the 50s and even into, I think, the couple of years earlier, 60s. Looking, unless, well, he played the four. I'm looking at He played in the 40, he did 46. He like 48, 49. Right, oh, yeah. right. But yeah, I, listen, I got to go. I, you, you make good arguments, but I just, I have to go Ty Cobb. First of all, I just okay. screw, I screwed out two baseball guys already. Let me get a baseball guy in here. That's number one, although that's not why I'm doing it. And, There's but, plenty of baseball I, guys in this draft. I just, yeah. I just feel like. And listen, Ty Cobb to this day has the best batting average of all time, right? He still maintained that. So obviously Babe Ruth did blow him away with the power, but Ty Cobb still has over 800 stolen bases. He's still, what is it, 366, I think, is his career batting average or something like that, the best of all time. So 
who the hell? Uh, Ty Cubs got to win this one. I hear what you're saying, but I just nobody gives a damn about football before the Super Bowl. It's just true. Yeah. It, it just is true. Yeah. I'm a huge, huge would, sports fan, yeah. and I just I barely know anything about Otto Grimm. I get that you could say that's that's a negative on me, but I think most people don't like that. I yeah. really do. There, by the way, we have seven baseball players in the final 32, and six of them are all in the left half of the bracket. Six of the 16 uh, are baseball players. Even the with the two bracket. I eliminated, there's still seven. With the two you eliminated, it would have been eight out of 16. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, so there's plenty. Yeah, there's, plenty. Yeah. there's plenty. Yeah, all right. All right Having said that, we're going Ty Cobb. <laughs> all right, the, the last matchup we have to get to our thrifty 32 is a tennis matchup. Martina Navratilova against Pete Sampras. Love this one. Love it. Uh, it's got to be Navratilova. Okay. Yeah. She has 18 grand slams. 18 grand slams. The Sampras is 14. She has, and this that I knew, this I checked, 31 doubles grand slams titles. And I'm not even counting the mixed doubles, which some, I know I don't need. Some know. in her 40s. It's ridiculous. Like late, I mean, late 40s. She, I mean, she started way before we. She started before we were even born. She continued to when I basically stopped following tennis. Who was so deep into her career. Sampras has been passed by by Federer, by uh, Nadal. There's a debate between him and Djokovic. Uh, Navratilova has only been passed, arguably, by Serena and. I even think there's an argument for that. I know you guys are all in on Serena. I think Navratilova has an argument with Serena. It's not crazy. Whether it's not, I mean, Serena has a lot of competition. Navratilova had no competition. Navratilova. Was- what do you mean? Navratilova had Everett. She had Billie Jean King. She had she had competition. No, I mean Serena. If Serena's not feeling well, she's going up against someone who's like pounding 125 mile an hour serves every day. You know, there are Russians off a, you know, and 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 Eastern Europeans off an assembly line. That uh, you know that have beaten Serena, uh, you know, at, at a bad U.S. Open or at a bad Wimbledon. That Navratilova had like four good players on the whole tour. Serena has like sixty. So you're saying there's more depth with Serena? Oh, much, Serena has much more play. depth. Go- same thing with golf. Yeah. That's why you know Chester's for sport. liking Arnold Palmer. No, I mean some sports had some depth. They just had less teams or whatever. But um, but golf and tennis, there were you know it was all Americans. Like think about it, the best thirty Americans back then were all in the top hundred. Now the 30th best American like is like the thousandth in the world. There's only there are times where there's only four or five American men in the top hundred in tennis. It's it's not because people aren't playing tennis. Maybe slightly less people are playing, but it's because the whole world started playing and caught up. Right, right. Well, I, I do, do, do you agree with me though that there is an argument for Navratilova as best all time? I mean, yeah, there was until a couple of years ago. Until a couple of years ago. The thing with Serena is, I feel like if Serena went all in on tennis from, I think, from the beginning, what was her first U.S. Open was like in 99 or something or something like that. I think if she went all in from then, like, you know, without her external stuff that she's doing and like sometimes sitting it out and whatever, she could have won like 30 plus. Uh, don't you feel like she, like she would tune out for two years and she'd come back and win six in a row. Then she'd be gone for a year. Then she'd come back and win five out of six. Like, talent wise, there's no doubt Serena's the greatest of all time. But... You know, so whatever. But that's not the debate. The debate is Sampras, and I just feel like there's too many men on the level with Sampras. Sampras was kind of a one-trick pony, although never told of also, but the serve and volleying of Sampras, I respect that less than the overall game. He had a great serve and volley game, much like, you know, like McEnroe on a lesser level, and that enabled him to kind of dominate at Wimbledon, but it didn't show kind of the versatility of tennis that I think some other people... The fact that Navratilova was doing it in mixed doubles and regular doubles and just playing this gruesome schedule from the 70s through the 90s and had all, I guess, 31 doubles Grand Slam titles? That's insane. But also, but there's no top 10 men really who compete in doubles right 
Right. I don't think so. That's true. Right. right. You have what you have. What are those brothers that played all those years and dominated? The Brian the, brothers. Uh, Brian brothers. They're yeah. still around. No, no, no. Older. Was there older ones or there was the, like from the nineties? There, there was the Woodies in Australia, but they had different last names. Oh, so maybe I'm thinking of the bro. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're right. That's true. But 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 also, look. What about how taxing that is on her, right? So in in the same Wimbledon that she's winning the singles, she's also winning the doubles and the mixed doubles. In the same U.S. Open that she's winning the singles, same thing. So, I mean, she's just playing probably every day. You know, I, I mean, I'm going never to love on this one. All right, so there we go. We have our, our round of 32 set. Wipe your brow. We got them all. Let's, uh, let's jump right round in. Round of let's, 32? Let's your whole brand is the Thrifty 32. All right, yeah. So we're in the Thrifty <laughs> 32, and let's see. You know, We got to pick up the pace a little bit. Let's see if we can get to the Sweet 16 today. So yeah, guys, just start... sh- shut me up if I'm going for too long because I could do this all, all day. Right, so right. seriously. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start at the upper left right off the bat. Mm. Just, just a great, great matchup. You have Cy Young against Tom Brady. So, Keeve, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this, this it's really tough, right? I mean, Young, maybe the best pitcher ever, like we said, but maybe the eighth best pitcher ever. Brady, maybe the best football player ever. Could you say he's maybe the eighth best football player ever? I don't think you could say that. I don't think you would push him down that low. Um, and football players, you know, maybe have more impact. Does, does that mean Brady should be rewarded? I say yes. I go Brady over Cy Young. All right. I'm going to go the other way. Let me just say this. I think that the Cy Young's statistical dominance is something we'll never see from anybody in any sport. I understand the era in which he played. You know, he retired in 1911. So, again, he was, you know, he, he played most of his career for a team, the Cleveland Spiders, which less than 1% of, ma- of baseball fans could, ident- could acknowledge existed. If I mentioned the Cleveland Spiders, they thought I was making a joke. So I understand he played a long time ago. That having been said, his 511 wins is just an impossibility. It's impossible. It, it, no one will – I mean, I, I doubt we'll ever see 300 again. 511, it's impossible. Unless you think, oh, well, he was just a compiler. Nolan Ryan, who was sort of the ultimate compiler of our era, right? Nolan Ryan, who you know pitched forever, his ERA plus, which is you know essentially how much percentage better than the average pitcher was he over his era, his ERA plus was 111, which means Nolan Ryan was 11% better than the average pitcher over his entire career. Cy Young, who pitched way longer than Nolan Ryan – has 7,300 innings. Again, nobody else is even at 6,000, and nobody in the modern era is even, you know, 5,000. His ERA plus, 138. To give you an idea of how good 138 is, Greg Maddox is at 132. So Cy Young was better than his era by a larger margin for a longer time than Greg Maddox or Randy Johnson, who's at 136, right? So Cy Young, to me, blows every other pitcher out of the water, again, relative to his era. His stats are something that nobody will ever touch. And Tom Brady, his stats aren't there. His stats aren't going to be as good as as Peyton Manning. You know, he might he might pass Brett Favre, Dan Marino if he plays another couple of years, but he's not going to pass Peyton Manning. The argument for Tom Brady is that he won more championships, which again I would argue has a lot to do with his defense and his coach, et cetera, et cetera. Cy Young, as an individual, did things that we'll never see ever again. So I'm definitely voting for Cy Young here. You know, you make a good you make a good case for Cy Young. I, I've always been in the camp thinking that. While knowing how, well, well, certainly agreeing that he was great, not just a compiler, he was not as great as Christy Mathewson and Walter Johnson. Do you disagree with that? I mean, Christy Mathewson's ERA plus is worse than his, and played way less than him, and played at the exact same time as him. They overlapped their entire careers. So, See, I, I, he's, yeah, so yeah, he's definitely I never... better than he's definitely better than Mathewson. Walter Johnson, you can make an argument. Walter Johnson's. ERA plus is 147. He started in 1907 and pitched till 1927. So he he comes in right as Cy Young is basically wrapping up. 
um, you know, to me, a lot of people say Walter Johnson's the greatest pitcher of all time. ESPN, when they did it, they had him number one. Um, I have Walter Johnson number two behind Cy Young just because, again, like, the you know, Cy Young pitched 1,400 more innings. To me, it's just, you know, Cy Young started 150 more games. Don't, you, so feel he, like, don't you feel like in most of the lists you see – Saw Young is not at the top of the pitching list. I mean, you have a lot of the new guys. You have, I feel like Walter Johnson is almost, you, you know all the lists. I mean, you tell yeah, me. Walter Johnson's, Young- yeah. Walter Johnson's often number one. When ESPN did their list, they had Saw Young number four. They had Greg Maddox and Pedro Martinez, three and two. Wow. Pedro was just ridiculous. Pedro no, that pitched, is too short, too short. Pedro, too pitched, short. 20, Pedro pitched 2,800 innings. Three full Pedro careers is what Saw Young did. The only thing about that, we have to look into the, we can't, each inning is not equal. I mean, we know how the game is played today. You said nobody's going to, you said nobody's going to get 300 wins again. To me, that's almost irrelevant to the argument, right? Wins don't matter anymore. The game is totally different. Greg Maddox pitched almost twice as long as Pedro Martinez. No, no, I, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you on Pedro, but I'm saying when you compare, when you're looking at Cy Young's 511 wins, as insane and mind blowing as it is, you know, who is, I know, like Candy Cummings had like, what, like 60 wins in a year or something like that. I mean, you have these guys from the 1800s. Old, old, Old Haas Radborn, yeah. Yeah, got yeah, right. Was, he was he was he, he, he was like fifty nine and twelve or something. I mean, but then, it's, so why didn't but why didn't none of those guys come close to him then? And right, but they couldn't. But they couldn't last. So Cyan was able to do that and last forever. He's he's big time. But Tom Brady, I gotta go. Tom Brady. I mean, he's 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 arguably the. I hate. Listen, I'm a Jets fan. Okay, I hate saying this, but he's up there. You you can debate that Tom Brady is the greatest ever in his sport, which is somewhat equivalent to Cy to Cy Young sport. And Cy Young also played a long, long, long time ago. And while I made the argument in the very top of the, of the show about the errors and you just go within their error, I do give a tiny demerit for someone who played 130 years ago versus someone who played now, just based on us not knowing as much and there not being as many players and not, not having to play against African-Americans and Hispanics and all that kind of stuff. So when you take all that into account, I have to go Tom Brady on this one. But it's a really tough one, as, as all these matchups are. Yeah, you guys, you guys both claim to be Jets fans, but you keep slurping Tom Brady. So, all right, Tom Brady, <laughs> welcome to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I didn't know Jared was a Jets fan. That changes everything. Let's get Chester out of here. <laughs> all right, okay. Next, next, uh, next, we got Jack Nicholas against Ted mm. Williams. So, the probably the greatest golfer of all time against probably the greatest pure hitter of all time. You know, Ted Williams on most you know rankings of hitters, he's going to be number two behind, but Babe Ruth, maybe number three behind Barry Bonds. But again, you have to take into account the fact that he missed years of his prime for two different wars. If if he plays those years and performs anywhere close, I mean, to if he had been better in the first wars. war, there wouldn't have been a second war. That's what that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were fighting. Well, I think it's actually the other way around because, right? If we had lost the first war, there's no second war. It's only because we won the first war. Yeah, but then we wouldn't play soccer. But, but yeah. sorry for ruining your joke. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jack Nicholas against Ted Williams. Which way? Wait, wait. Go? But guys, he wasn't in the first war in the second war. He was in the second war in the, yeah, in the Korean Chester. War. Yeah, we didn't mean like World Wars. War. Yeah, we meant the first war that oh, he fought. Okay. In sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if he was the fighting in World War One and World War Two, that's <laughs> and playing baseball. Talk about longevity. Also, Talk about yeah, longevity. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jack Nicholas also a great, a great Fisher, great at a bunch no, of. No, Ted Williams. Sport, so great keep, who you Ted Williams. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I think like the fact Ted that Williams was supposed to like the best Fisher ever and the best ballroom dancer and stuff. To me, that 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 boosts him over Jack Nicholas. So I'm going Ted Williams here. His head still survives. I think that Jack Nicholas gets a benefit, a boost because of what happened to, to Tiger Woods. Because we all saw mm-hmm, Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and we all saw uh, and Tiger Woods. Okay, he's the greatest golfer ever, and he's going to shatter Jack Nicholas's records. And then he didn't, which makes we, us realize how hard what Nicholas did was. And it's and Nicholas also remember he has all those second what nineteen second place finishes in in you know yeah in, uh, in majors. So he could have he had even doubled. It. It's not like oh he got lucky. You know he was that, always at the top. 
That's a great point. That's a great point on Woods. Sometimes we just, you know, we say, oh, 18, and like Woods gets like 14 and 10 years, and you think, oh, but then things happen. You know, like longevity is not a guarantee, and the fact that he was just able to churn him out, churn him out, all the way to 1986. What was his first one? Probably in the early 60s, 61, 62, all the way to 86, still winning it. But I I, think. I can hear either one. I don't know how I vote, but. I'll say Jack Nicholas so that we can let um, Jared make a deciding vote here. I'm going to go Ted Williams based on what you guys said. I mean, based on, I mean, are we considering being a great fire, a great uh, Air Force <laughs> pilot, a sport? I don't know. But, like, Ted Williams is one of those guys who people said was great at everything he tried. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know that, but, I mean, he's certainly a great fisherman. What does that mean? I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like it's so close Listen, I don't, I don't want to downplay how important golf is. Golf has been going on for a long, long time. It's a huge sport. It's not the big, the big three or the big four in America or anything like that, but it's a huge historical sport, and he's the greatest of all time. So uh, it's very tough. Ted Williams, I think, is the second best hitter of all time, but I don't think he's the second best player of all time. All right. Okay, we're going Ted Williams. Okay. All okay. right, Ted Williams. The next one to me is the easiest one in this thrifty thirty-two that we've had so far. Uh, so we might not even need Jared uh, Keith. It's Lance Armstrong against Willie Mays. Well, it's funny that you think it's easy because again, everyone rides a bike. If Lance Armstrong is the greatest at bike riding, then you know Willie Mays isn't necessarily the best baseball player ever. Plus, we're pro steroids podcast, right? We we have no problem with the fact that. He doesn't actually have it. Well, I'm, Willie Mays was taking greenies. Everybody oh, yeah, greenies, uppers, downers, pills, poppers, heroin, whatever. Um, we like it But all. I, I'm still going to go with Willie Mays. Better athlete than Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, to me, the, the Lance Armstrong is the same thing as Michael Phelps. It's a limited thing he does. We don't really care about it. We cared about it because of him being so good at it, and he gets credit mm-hmm. for that. But, you know, a lot of people will say that Willie Mays is the greatest baseball player of all time all around. Uh, and baseball is a zillion times more important. And also, yeah, Lance Armstrong, if he didn't cheat, maybe he has nothing. So, um, all right. Next, we have uh, Roger Clemens against uh, the aforementioned Michael Phelps. Keeve. Yeah, to me, it's a no-brainer. One? Phelps is the best ever. Clemens, probably not. Also, maybe used some substances. Didn't try at some points during his career. Phelps was basically always dominant. Who, Phelps or Clemens? Clemens? Phelps was dominated for different limits. Okay. Phelps retired, came back, and was still the best. Like, like a- as a lark, was still the best. Uh you could say, well, you could say that about Clemens. Clemens was the best pitcher mm-hmm. in the '80s. Then he was the best pitcher yeah. in the '90s. I mean, the thing about Roger Clemens is, we just said how Cy Young's numbers are all impossible, can never mm-hmm. be reached in the modern era, and yet Roger Clemens almost did. Like to me, Roger Clemens, I have him number three as the all-time pitcher behind Cy Young and Walter Johnson. And if you're gonna say that guys who played over 100 years ago don't count, he's the greatest pitcher of all time. He did, yes, did he use steroids for sure, but he did it for so long. He was, so, he was, I mean, this is a guy who won seven Cy Young awards. That's Barry Bonds, right? He's yeah. the Barry Bonds yeah. of pitching. Well, listen, he beat a lot of people. Plus if, you want, if this was Roger Clemens versus Ted Williams, we could actually have a debate. Um, but to me, Phelps beats Clemens. Roger Clemens has the greatest ERA plus of any okay. pitcher uh, um, who pitched 3,000 innings. How many, how many gold right. medals In fact, he's the greatest. Just uh, remind me. Yeah. Michael Phelps does something for two weeks every four years. Oh, yeah, I think he's got to practice no, for it. Yeah, but nobody cares about it. Nobody really cares about swimming. Michael Phelps gets credit for making people care about swimming. For yeah, a few he hours made a sport. Clemens, you know, could have dropped off the face there. Wouldn't really? But but he didn't make it. He made it for himself. As soon as he's gone, nobody cares about it anymore. People, Same thing as historically, people will care more about Michael Phelps than Roger Clemens for sure. I don't agree with you. All right, I'm saying Roger Clemens. <clears throat> Guys, you said um, uh, Chester, you said three thousand innings, best ERA plus, right? What was his ERA plus? 
143. Okay. Pedro was 28, 27 innings and had a 154. You know what? Yeah, I mean, no, no, you, no you're that, right. I'm just, I'm just, no, like, that's why, that's why I made the cutoff there because, yeah, no, Pedro, I know, I know. It's fair. It's I'm, fair. I'm looking down my list. Pedro's the only guy who's better than him, but Pedro played, you know, and Lefty Grove also is actually better than right. him. Right. Lefty Grove gets underrated too. Um, I got to go. I'm a Phelps fanboy. I, he dominates his sport by so much. It's just, to me, he laps the field in his sport. Clemens is in the mix. Within a within a subcategory of his sport, right? He's in the top three, four, five. Even if you want to say he's first, it's within just pitching, right? I mean, we'll get to this later with Babe Ruth, but then there's a whole other part of baseball, right? So, yeah. to me, I, it's got to be Phelps. He dominates by too much. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he can come back to the next Olympics and do you know one of those like do like the fifty yard you know crawl and win that. You know what I mean? It's like it's got, I'm a Phelps fanboy. I'm going Phelps. All right, the next one we have should be very easy. I don't even think we need to discuss this yet. It's Jim Thorpe against Jackie Joyner Kersey. Uh, Thorpe wins 2-0. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah. It's a joke. So I, I like Jackie Joyner Kersey, but yeah, <clears throat> Thorpe wins here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so uh, Thorpe gets into the Sweet 16. Uh, now we have uh, Mario Andretti against Barry Bonds. Bonds, certainly the best baseball player no, it's you know, Bonds. since it's Bonds. World War Let's II. Let's keep going. Okay, all right, good. Okay. Uh, Barry Bonds uh, beats Mario Andretti 2-0 as well. All right, so this is a matchup that should be in the yeah. Final Four. This is just a psychotically insane, yes. intense matchup to be uh, in the round of 32. It's Serena Williams, possibly the greatest female athlete of all time, against Babe Ruth, who <coughs> dominated team sports like nobody ever has and ever will. Let me ask you a question. We're much like bigger and stronger now than we used to be. Who wins in a fight? I was just going to say that exact same thing. Serious question. Who wins in a fight? Babe Ruth. Ba- can I just say, Babe Ruth was known in his time as this larger-than-life, gigantic, powerful guy hitting more home runs than teams and everything like that. You look him up, he's like 6'2", 200 or whatever before he got really fat and everything like that. Serena Williams is bigger physically as a woman than Babe Ruth was as the biggest, most powerful man in the world. That, in a nutshell, tells you what you need to know about what's happened in the last 100 years to the human yeah, race. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I think... That's true with all sports. Refrigerator Perry was called the refrigerator because he was so fat. He would right. be the smallest off of, I mean, he was 300 pounds. I think he was a little more, but he'd be like a normal offensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be yeah, Babe. I Babe agree. Ruth is one over. Serena might have definitely had a chance to make the Final Four um, it, with a better bracket, but this is Babe Ruth. Oh, wow. Um, all right, fine. You don't I mean, agree? You don't, you're, you're, you, you if go you're Serena. saying Serena wins no, this, just, then I, you're saying Serena has to be a serious contender to be the best athlete ever, and I just all. don't know. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if she's consistent enough outside the, the majors as like a big ten. I think she's. I would say she's the greatest female athlete ever. You could say that, but you so. know, uh, but I, I don't agree. And right. Ruth is uh, again okay. the the best pitcher ever. At, but the best I'm just saying, ever by, and by all fame pitcher. You know, we we really can't take that lightly. And again, yeah. there is no one. What's Serena, crazy is, it's not like there was thirty hitter pitchers and Ruth was just the best hitter, the one we remember. There, yeah. Like there were very few, if any, other than him. Yeah, yeah. Babe Ruth as a pitcher on the Braves was also one of the best. It's pitchers. crazy. Like right. we may have been out of like Brooks Kieschnick or all these. His guys. ERA was like two nineteen or something. Crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. I feel like there's more Babe Ruth to get to when he gets further down the list because you can go yeah. on and on with yeah. Babe Ruth. He's yeah. yeah. I mean. All right. Okay. So who will he be facing in the Sweet 16? Will it be Richard Petty or Michael Johnson? I mean, to me, yeah. To me, Johnson. I think like a big part of athleticism is running fast. Michael Johnson's the fastest American ever. <laughs> I think he's got to win this race. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Petty. 
uh, you made it to the thrifty. And, and what? And by the way, what a shame that you have one thrifty thirty-two matchup of Serena and Babe yeah. Ruth, and the next one is Richard Petty and Michael Johnson. Not as strong. Yeah. I mean, listen, Michael uh, Johnson. That's not, what happens when you don't. That's what happens when you don't see. But it is what Michael it is, Johnson. So. Like, let's not let history, you know, sort of. Uh, Knock Michael Johnson like he yeah Sully. He, right, right, recency right. bias sometimes we assume whoever's most recent is best but Michael Johnson is great I mean again you know the, he had that record for so long in when records fall like it just got broken flukily uh, in uh, in in August like he had the record for twenty years no, I said but I will say this I, Michael Johnson's legacy is really bad like nobody Michael Johnson was in our lifetimes like when we were teenagers was like the greatest Olympian and yet. Nobody thinks of him anymore. He's like it's weird. Gone, he's it he's like. like the main track and field announcer in for the BBC, so he's not in our lives. You don't hear him on TV every four years. He doesn't have that gig. Otto Bolden has that gig. But I feel like you, you, yeah. Okay. Why do they give it to Otto Bolden instead of uh, Michael Johnson? I don't know. I, don't but Otto, Otto Bolden, I mean, I'm not, I mean, it doesn't. Otto Bolden's best. really good. He's like one of the best announcers in any sport. Yeah. He like is a you know. Mm-hmm. I think Bolt. I think Bolt will be remembered in ten, fifteen years well, for sure. Uh, there, there's a very really simple answer to that question. The hundred meter dash is the main race, and the two hundred and the four hundred are not nearly as big. So because he was better. Than yeah, yeah, the hundred meters. Right. Is what and because and, and because he's more of a larger than life. Right, Michael Johnson was, think was a little bit main. more stoic. The guy was running around in no, gold no, shoes. No, no, he had a big. He like, had a, like know, he was know. a big talker, but Bolt is just like an electric personality. I mean, Michael Johnson would have yeah. had like five million followers on Twitter if he was, you know, if Twitter existed in nineteen ninety six. But I, I agree. Just the final thing. I agree that we should not sully the memory of Michael Johnson because some six foot five guy who should be playing yeah. basketball was somehow able to run faster than all. Also, these Michael Johnson's still alive, so sully the memories. <laughs> sully the sports achievement memories. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Uh, Ty Cobb against Jerry Rice. Uh, to me, this one, Ty Cobb, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But Jerry Rice, most would say the greatest football player of all time, certainly relative disposition. So By the way, guess Rice how many here. followers uh, Michael Johnson has on Twitter. At MJ Gold. 60,000 followers. Ooh, yeah, you know what? We should almost knock him out of the bracket for that. That's like embarrassing. <laughs> well, how, how many does Babe Ruth have? A, a fake <laughs> Babe Ruth account would have more than that, honestly. Yeah, how much does a fake old old Ross ha- old Haas Radborn account Probably have? Probably more than <laughs> uh, who's I just Googled Babe Ruth Twitter. And, I mean, there's a lot of things that come up. But the first one that comes up has 3,993 followers. But hasn't tweeted. Okay, what's the matchup? Ruth is out. Cobb versus Jerry Rice? All right, we got a... Yeah, it's a really tough one. I'm going to go Jerry Rice, though. Jerry Jerry Rice laps the field in his own position. It's Jerry Rice. All right, 2-0. All right, now we got... Henry Armstrong against Muhammad Ali, a couple of boxers. And, yeah. uh, Henry, Henry Armstrong. I mean, uh, the weakest dead. guy in the 32. <laughs> He's gone. Ali next. Yeah. Yeah. Ali Sorry. wouldn't even have to do the rope of dope on him. No, no question. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we have Martina Navratilova against Peyton Manning. I'm definitely voting uh, Peyton it's here. Interesting. Uh, no, I mean, you could definitely make a case for Martina. Very tough matchups for um, for Serena and Martina. Are we? Yeah, we're going to be very low on women if. Uh, if Serena loses, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the, yeah. We still have two women alive bottom, after yeah. after Nevertilova, but they're both. Yeah, they're both in trouble. Manning, I would say. But it's not we... crazy to say Nevertilova, that's for sure. All right. Okay. Now we have a fantastic matchup. So similar, you know, the easiest comparison I'd say of anybody we've had yet. It's a debate that people have already had before the existence of this tournament, which is not true for just about yeah, any of these other matchups. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar against Will Chamberlain. I just think Wilt's best day. He's just so much better than Kareem. 
And, you know, having a team with just Wilt, ultimately, I think, is a better team than having a team with Kareem and 11 Scrubs. So I'm going to go with Wilt. Yeah, I mean, on my all-time greatest NBA players of all time list, of course, where I say uh, there's three guys you can make an argument are the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And right now we're forced to decide between two of them. Um, by the slightest of margins, I have Wilt at two and Kareem at three. But I would hear arguments in either direction because Kareem's career was, you know, 50% longer. <coughs> Kareem was, uh, you know, as dominant as Wilt. I, I would have given Kareem, if it was up to me, I give Kareem 11 Chester MVPs, which is the most ever. Wilt only has eight. So, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let Jared decide. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Kareem. I'm not going to, but I, could, I would love to do an hour podcast just on this matchup Ooh. right here. This is my favorite thing, my favorite sport. This podcast less popular, and now I think we found the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is that's sort of a, a version of the of the basketball one you guys have. I can't have seen you as like a as like a mini Chester. He's not liking it. No, I do. I, I like no. It's a, it, in, it, if yeah. It, no, it would be a good idea for the sake of you guys. Could have like an e- yeah. Chester. How many how many how many emails have we gone back and forth on the NBA list? I mean, we've gone yeah. we've gone. So I think I had see me in more, but now I'm saying like out me on that one. <laughs> nah, nah, you don't want to be CC'd on this stuff. Trust me. Uh... This is so cool. This is so great. I didn't know about Chester MVPs till about three or four yeah. months ago. And Kareem and I, listen, I, I respect them. And Kareem is great at that. And Kareem, I think, is fourth best player all time. I Wait, put who do Chamber- you have ahead of him? I have, well, you, we've had big fights about this. I have LeBron, oh, yeah, Wilt, LeBron and okay. Jordan. I have LeBron at four right now. Mm. Yeah. Right. So the, the top four, we, uh, we both agree, are Wilt, Kareem, Jordan, and LeBron. But I have Wilt, too. He dominated... I know he dominated his era more than Kareem did by a lot. Okay, yeah, Kareem was the best player eleven times. What was only the but, best player but eight Will, times? But yeah, but when but Wilt was more the best player than Kareem. I mean, the idea yeah, that like yeah, in no, 19, true, in, in yeah. 61, 62, Wilt didn't even win MVP. Yeah, Russell did. Russell did with yeah. exactly fifty point four and what was it 26.7 rebounds a game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, you have yeah. uh, you have that the mo- one of the most overrated players of all time, in my opinion. Hot take: Bill Russell averaging what like sixteen points a game and even still less rebounds than than, uh, yeah. than, than, than Chamberlain. And he's winning MVPs. Not to mention Oscar going 30-11-11 doesn't even win the MVP because of the winning whatever blah 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 because he has all the Hall of Famers on his team. I'm going off, off, off the beaten path here. The right, point so is, Wilt dominates Wilt. more. It's got to be Wilt, and I feel bad, but it's Wilt. Okay, all right. Now we have uh, Simone Biles, the youngest uh, entry to our bracket, against Deion Sanders, who, as we discussed two weeks ago, not just that he's you know quite possibly the greatest cornerback of all time, but was also like a MVP-caliber baseball player the one year that he played baseball the entire season. So just you know, incredible athlete to do. You know, sports. I was I was, Keith, yeah, I was riding this Biles Simone Biles horse. She made it. She definitely deserved to make it. Here's my problem thing about Simone. She, she won the three world championships. She's never lost a major competition. A lot of times, these women uh, don't don't come back for round two. And again, she, and also she's at the old spec. Like she was sort of old for a. You can't start till you're 19, and she started when she was. You can't start till you're 16. She started when she was 19. Because she was too young for the last one. So she's going to be 23, which is ancient, if she makes it to the next one. To me, she's got to continue this and be great at a second Olympics to be anything other than just the greatest Olympian ever. Which, to me, is a big deal. I also, she was so big. If you watch the Olympics, she was in every single commercial. It was insane. She was literally in eight different commercials. How will her, she's, how will her performance in Dancing with the well, Stars the next So I said on, on an Olympics podcast I did on the RHEP network... 
I said that her goal in terms of like stardom should be win every gold medal. She won all but one. And like become too famous to go on Dancing with the Stars. I said that this August. And now she's going on. And to me, so yeah, she failed. she failed. She should be above Dancing with the Stars, which is like, you know, if you, you know what I mean? When she's competing against like the Giants running back who just got yeah, cut. Yeah, or Victor Cruz or whoever. Like, yeah. uh, um, or, the, or the Bachelor yeah. guy. So, <laughs> wait, there's two, there's two former Giants competing this year? Oh, I don't I thought just Rashad oh, Jennings. Rashad Jennings? I thought they got Victor Cruz. That's insanely bad if the guy they got was Rashad Jennings. <laughs> yeah, Simone Biles gets Rashad Jennings. Yeah, someone exactly. posted on my Twitter feed like, Peyton Manning's right. doing it. I'm like, no, Peyton Manning's not going to dance with the start. Okay, so, so Dion wins yeah, Dion... Can I can I just can I can I yeah, talk about sure. this one for a minute? Because yeah. I, I I've I've thought some more. Because uh, Keith, I'm going to you on this, Mister mm. Olympics. So uh, Mister Olympiad or Mister Olympics? Which one? What, what do you like uh, to wheels. go by? I like wheels. <laughs> oh, just wheels. Okay. Oh, so forget it. So so I'll go to you on on Richard Petty and Mario mm. Andretti. Got it. Okay. No, but Simone, Simone Balls. Uh, how could she jumps. be? How could she be considered um, the greatest Olympian and all this kind of stuff? I think he meant. The, in, I think he meant the, the greatest gymnast. But still, she's in one, and you just kind of, I think you just kind of adjusted that a little bit now, but she's been in one Olympics. I get the age thing. It's a tough break, but you got to die. I mean, who, you had some like, I don't remember, some Eastern European. Uh, right, so uh, listen, listen, Jared, we're going to update this every year, and in four years when we do the 2020 version, maybe listen, Simone Wilde will have a better No, record. I agree, but that's my point. No, that's yeah, my point. That's exactly my point. And wins again. Who is, the, who, is the, who is the Eastern European gymnast who was like competing? I think she just did like the, the, the one that you flip your, the, uh, the pommel horse. Like she was competing in like her sixth Olympics or something like that. I know it was in one thing, but she was like 48 yeah, yeah. or something like that. I mean – Simone Ball, you can't just dominate one Olympics and be one of the greatest Olympians of all time, in my opinion. I mean, I understand what I know the championships and everything like that, but nobody knows about that kind yeah. of stuff. Listen, you had Allie Raceman do great in one. She came back four years later and she did great in another yeah. one. They're very close to well, two of them, really. right? I mean, I mean Miles is just so, better at every single thing than. But it's close. But I think it's pretty close, no, right? I mean, they're they're, they're competitive. The, the, within, the, the idea of her greatness is the gulf between her and the second best one is smaller than, like, number two to number 60. Okay. Well, if that's true, that's I mean, obviously not, very not impressive. 60, but I still but yeah. think she needs to come back. Okay, I agree. Her. All right, so no, Dion no, wins. I hear you. Let's, uh, let's move this along. Uh, next matchup is, uh, is a big one. All right, okay, now we have – yeah, we got a big matchup here. It's also the last woman in the tournament, and it's it's a very <clears> – Serena <throat> and Babe Didrikson Zaharias with just <laughs> awful, awful, awful matchups. I feel bad for both of them because I thought they both were, like, Final Four Elite A-type contestants. So it's Babe Didrikson Zaharias against LeBron James. Uh, Keith, do you want to go first here? You want me to go first? What do you want to do? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, so to yeah. me, LeBron, he, right now, you have to have him about the fifth or sixth best basketball player of all time. You could say a little lower. You could definitely say a little higher. Um, but his legacy is not. But let's higher. let's say he let's say he um, let's say he retired today. Like, is he still on this list in ten years? Yes, but but. You know, he still needs to accomplish a little bit more. Again, people are saying, like, people no, are saying no. he's slipping. He's at 26, 8, and 8 right now. LeBron James might end up. Uh, and, 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 and when the playoffs come, he will be yeah. the best player in the league again, without question. Keith, Keith, he's not. He, in, he's on this list forever. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying. So I, much, I mean, so my question is, is he a contender in 10 years? If you retired today, is he. Because right now, he's, a cont- he's not a contender to win, but to he's win certainly a Final Four candidate. All right, let's talk about Babe Didrikson the Harris because people don't know about her. Give a little love to Babe. Give, one of, give a little love One of love the best Babe. women's golfers ever. One of okay, so maybe the be- ten ten LGP, ten LPGA. Just listen. One of the best women's golfers Major, ever. Majors, excuse me. And she won the Olympic gold medal in the hurdles and the javelin. 
Two much different things. Two gold medals. Much different things. Totally different. She won her last two golf tournaments while dying of colon cancer. My vote is for Babe Didrikson's heirs. Wow. Also, also... She was a she was a star all American. Yeah, she was player. literally like the she best in the country, uh, the best female athlete at any yeah. sport she tried. Baseball player, yeah. baseball player, softball player, expert yeah. diver, literally the best female athlete skater. in the country at every sport. And, and bowler, yes. and bowler, everything. everything. There's a counter. By the way, shouldn't there be a? You know how like the decathlon is kind of ten similar sports. It's like a lot of running and throwing. Yeah. Shouldn't, so you want yeah, ten totally? Like that should be like one on one in the NBA, bowling, golfing, tennis. <laughs> love That's it. I love this. I absolutely this. love this. I think we're gonna we're gonna like patent this. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, that everybody would watch that. That would be the highest. It would be amazing. It's the yeah, best I'm, thing I'm, ever. We, we I love. It. I love such a good idea. Athletes don't want to train, and what I don't understand is why the Battle of the Network Stars went away from let's, like the seventies. Let's yeah, bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with like with athletes, not with celebrities. Like, like, how about LeBron trying to sink yeah, a huge putt, you know what I mean? And then diving then diving into the pool, you know? Like, What was your what was your favorite thing about gym growing up? It was always the obstacle course, Oh, I right? hated that. I can't climb. Oh, it was I so much fun. Do all, or, oh, do you mean the, the climbing rope? What was the best part of Color War? No, the what? obstacle course is when you have color to do 75 other things. Yeah, right. Playing color basketball. Playing basketball. Playing no, the best part of Color War. <laughs> no, the, the apex of Color War Have you seen singing? I'm hanging up the thing. What, what, Dad, what camp did you go to growing <laughs> no, up? It, oh, no, you didn't. I went to Marsha. You didn't go to Marsha. Are you, are you older I than promise. me? No, we got an. I'm an. Oh yeah, one. you're older than me. Okay. Okay. All right. I went okay, for okay, anyways, years. So Babe Dudrix is hilarious. All right, enough of this. The counter to everything that we just said about how great she was is who was her competition. The fact yeah. that one person could be the best at every single thing she mm. ever entered either means just, just that to she be clear, was Jared, Chester's taking a big shot at every woman alive in the 1930s. Okay. <laughs> no, it's been like, well his take on woman is oh, yeah. well established Wait, don't worry <laughs> I'm just saying how many people was she competing against the aunt, let's put it this way if Babe Didrikson Zaharis came today would she be the best in all these sports would she make the WNBA no, no, no. no. Um, so that's that's part of it LeBron James is the is one of the greatest three or four basketball players of all time based on what based on his career in the NBA thus far if we took every NBA player in their physical prime and through a time machine put them on the court today, LeBron would wipe the floor with all of them, right? Like Will Chamberlain and Kareem would be, you know, good centers. But, you know, they, you know, in, in other words, as we said, this is like the Mike Trout argument that right. whoever's the best now is the best ever from an athletic competition perspective. But also LeBron is also in the conversation for best ever in terms of his actual performance and achievements, right. which Mike right. Trout isn't, obviously. Right. So right. LeBron has that. And also, if LeBron wanted, I say without a question, he'd be a Hall of Fame football player. Without a doubt. I and mean, we don't know, but I hear what well, you're saying. It's very hard right? to be off. Yeah, yeah. You get injured once, your football career is basically over. Uh, well, he means okay. a, a great player if he yeah. played if right. He, if he was born in most of the countries in the world, he'd be one of the greatest soccer players. I mean, we've never like LeBron seen a is a freak player athlete. size, but it's reasonable to believe that's possible, yeah. I mean, would be, Russell Westbrook would be, would be better because Russell Westbrook has more gas in him than LeBron. Right, Russell Westbrook right, would. Right, right. Well, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook I think. Is, hold on. Russell Westbrook is also six years yeah. younger than LeBron. Russell, yeah. Russell, Russell Westbrook Chester, right Chester, now Chester. could be the best soccer player in the world in two years. I know everyone agrees with that. Guys, no. Be, no. Be LeBron, when LeBron was Russell's age, he had a team with less talent than Russell's team now, and he took them to the finals. I mean, that East was hot garbage. Like, who did they beat? That's true. Who did they beat? True, but still. No, LeBron took. No, for, the first year that LeBron took him to the finals against the Spurs, he was 22 years old. That team was so bad. He was like Andrew Wiggins. Who was the second best? 
You guys remember? You guys? You guys remember what LeBron? You guys remember what LeBron did in that game when he scored like 28 mm-hmm. straight points against the, 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 the champion Pistons, the he best 20, defense in the NBA? 20, he was 22 years old. He took Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, went right William at them, Wallace. was jamming in their face. It was absolutely every Wallace yeah. you could imagine. It was ridiculous what he was doing. I, I don't want to, you guys are getting a little too ahead about just saying LeBron would be the best in every sport. Like, can you stick him in baseball? And you'd be, there's different skills for each sport. I agree with football because it's about raw athleticism. We know he could catch. We see his size. We see his body type. Don't just assume he'd be a great soccer player. Don't just assume he'd be a b- great baseball player and things like that. That's not the well, point. I didn't say baseball. I know, and I'm saying, I, I, I hear you, but that's not the point. I just want to, you know, you know, pump the brakes on that a but little ba- bit. But I'm saying that I think that Babe Didrikson Zaharis's success at all these different she sports was, was because she had that athleticism. She, was facing, she wasn't and, facing yeah. anybody. I think that's a – like how many yeah. women were playing basketball in the 40s? How many women were playing golf in the 40s? How many were yeah. – I, ap- I apologize to Babe, but she's out to me. It's But it's one-to-one, so I, get, I vote for LeBron, but apparently Jared's going to decide. Let me tell you this. If I was like most people and had LeBron as like the third or fourth best – player of all time right now, I would go Babe. But I actually have LeBron number one overall in basketball history. I think he is the best basketball player of all time. The numbers are very close. Chester and I have debated this for a while. The Mm -hmm. numbers between him and Jordan are very close. I think give LeBron three or four more years, he will surpass Jordan in win shares and all those kind of things, in, in the counting stats, in the rate stats. He won't quite catch him in championships. We all know that's BS. Um, LeBron James, I think, right now and will be the greatest basketball player of all time. So, therefore, I can't take the greatest basketball player of all time and put him behind an, a do-it-all athlete that we really don't know that much about and kind of random. And I love the um, versatility. I, that's why I love Dion. I didn't, I didn't speak on him, but I love the versatility of athletes. And Diedrich Zahara, D- babe, Diedrich Diedrichs and Zaharis would be very high for me. But since I put LeBron number one overall, I have to do it. If I had him two or three, I would probably pick Babe because I have LeBron one overall, which is debatable, but that's my feeling. I go in with LeBron. Interesting. All right, and, and with that, we got no oh, women in our suit. Classic. That was your goal all along. And I also did it to get on Chester's good side because I know he didn't want any more women. So I did that too. Wait, well, hold on. You're supposed to come on the podcast and beat Team Akiva, not Team Chester. I'll say it, it is it is very unfortunate because you know again I thought that both Serena Williams and Babe Didrikson Zaharias were people who are going to be headed to the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight. Maybe but we the argue they're four. the two greatest women athletes of all time. Is that a, is that a fair argument? Yeah, I think you'd rank them one two probably at this point. Yeah, and but they both just got just atrocious. I mean, Babe Didrikson Zaharias kind of been lost the time. I feel like I don't I don't wonder if there's like a documentary about her. I you know I don't know. Uh, I'm still thinking about yeah, that. I like yeah. that. Oh, wait, I'd like to see more. That, we got to get back to the decathlon idea. I know we don't have time now, but we got to like pick the ten sports. We're gonna do this. It's such a good idea. Okay, all right. So now we got we got two last yeah. spots to make it to the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Carl Lewis against Tiger Woods. Akiva, the first time we did our Greatest American Athletes of All Time podcast in two thousand eight, Tiger Woods went all the way to the. That was, that was who's now uh, on, how on the Sports Center. You're mixing them up. Yeah. Oh, who's that? Who would win? Yeah, who's now was, you know, t- in twenty seventeen? Is it LeBron? Is it Steph? Is it Brady? Still LeBron. LeBron won. Probably step two, Brady. LeBron, Brady. LeBron proves in the playoffs. LeBron proves in the playoffs every year. Yeah, I'm probably right. Um, all right, so the Tiger Woods was, you know, 10 years ago, considered for sure the greatest golfer yeah. of all time. 
a guy who revolutionized the sport, introduced it yeah. to whole swaths of America who didn't care. I mean, I count myself. I never watched yeah. a golf tournament before Tiger, and to this day, the only time yeah. I ever watch golf is if it's Sunday major like and Tiger's out, which means I haven't watched golf. Dying with that. Yeah, um, but the, his epic collapse. You know, I think to me. Even though, again, I think that he would have had a he would have been a Final Four contestant ten years ago. This is why it's hard to judge guys when they're still playing. To me, Carl Lewis sneaks by because Carl Lewis wow. wasn't just mm-hmm. a sprinter, but was doing yeah. all the kinds. Yeah, and like of I said, Carl Lewis was Usain Bolt in nineteen eighty four. If Bolt was also the world's best long jumper, and to me, the, the sprinting and long jumping, it's like we just take our best athletes and they go to college in the United States, and you're at like Florida State or Kentucky or whatever, and. It's like these guys are generally playing football or basketball and maybe a track coach convinces them. And, like, literally it's the best a- athletes in the country, essentially the best athletes in the whole world, and he's the best long jumper. Uh, won four <laughs> long jumps, which is bananas. Uh, won both of them in 88. Um, but, I, you know, Tiger Woods was so uh, – yeah, we, we expect golfers to be good for 30 years, but it's fine if a golfer is only good for 20 years. And, that, you know, Tiger – But Tiger had – Yeah, I, I, but, Tiger, but Tiger Woods was still good for about 15. And – was so dominant. I mean, yeah. he won a quarter of the events he started. He when he was when he was Tiger. He when he missed the cut, it was insane. And there were plenty of years it didn't happen. He was just so much better than anyone else. And he would win, you know he'd win tournaments by eight shots. He won. You know how hard it is to win a golf tournament. The hundred best golfers in the world are golfing, and you have to beat ninety nine of them. Like finishing fourth is freaking amazing. Yeah. So to me, it's an obvious win. Right, like. Tiger Woods. There's no comparison with when people compare majors. Of- wait, wait, you're saying Tiger Woods? Of course Woods? it's Tiger Woods. He's the best golfer ever, oh, wow. and he's better at golf than almost anybody on this list was at their sport. He and broke. Yeah, and, oh, wow. this, so this is co- and this is coming from Mr. Wheels, not Mr. Olympia, Mr. He, Wheels. He, so broke, that's, that says he something. broke the sport. You know, he, he basically turned, yeah, turned but then, but like what a happened. Nap, but then he, but then his okay, career Okay, you're allowed to get injured after 15 years. He has a body of work. But 15 years in golf is equivalent to four years in baseball. No, he's or guys, can I can I can I give you some insight into the end of Tiger Woods' career? Because I think I may have had something to do with it. Oh boy! November <laughs> November 28th. Were, were, were you a cocktail waitress? <laughs> God, I don't know where to go on that one. November 28th, 2009. That was the night that the news broke with the uh, with a golf club smashed through Tiger Woods' car by uh, what was it? E- e- Elin Nordegren is that was that was his wife's name? Well, I think she was Woods uh, at the time. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> but I don't remember ever being so jarred that uh, Chester is very firm. Every woman has to take their husband's last name. Right. No. Right. I forgot <laughs> about that. Right. Like, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> well, well, I don't understand what's happening. This is a little narrative we're developing here. Um, yeah. Uh, right. So where did I see? That you know, was on CNN all day. Where did I see all that stuff? In the delivery room with my wife giving birth to my first kid, my son. That that night, all while she's complaining. So you so you so you named him Tiger. <laughs> well, so while she's complaining, whatever, blah blah blah, give me this, give me the meds, whatever. I'm sitting here watching the Tiger story 500 times in a row. Since that day, my son is now seven and a half years old. Since that day, he has not won a major, and besides that one year where he popped in and won five tournaments, he has well, not. Your son's a terrible medals. golfer. Like I'm sorry. What? You, what? what? You said your son hasn't won a major in seven and a half years. I'm saying he sucks at golf. <laughs> That sucks. I'm but I'm being right. No, he's not a great golfer. That's true. He's won a few regular events, but no majors yet. We're working on it, though. No, but 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 yeah, it's just it's just kind of funny story. Like Tiger 
at, to that point, he was easily going to be the greatest golfer of all time. There was no debating it. He was only a matter of time till he passed Nicholson and by how much and everything like that. And then, boom, that one moment, the scandal breaks out, everything like that. And I don't think, I think everyone still thought he'd bounce back and win a few majors. I oh, mean, sure. Oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, and then sure. that was it. That was it. And so here's my question. People are still in denial on our Yeah, well, now it's forget it now. It's totally over now. But here's my question Can you make still make the argument that he still is the greatest golfer yeah. of all time? It you doesn't just it. have to yeah. be. Yeah. You can't just, you don't just count majors, right? I mean, he was more dominant within, what was it, from 97 through 09, that 12 year stretch, than. I mean, Nicholson won it, won, won majors, what, 25 years apart. Tiger won all of his in a 12-year stretch. So I'm not saying I necessarily definitely would make that argument, but you could make the argument that Tiger still is the best golfer of all time. All right, so who do you go with, Carl Lewis or Tiger Woods? Having said all that, I'm going Carl Lewis. Oh, he had, my he had God. More, he had more versatility. Oh, he boy. had – he. Carl Lewis was the preeminent athlete of my childhood. Yeah. He was versatile. He was the running, the maybe, you know, maybe it's the long two years, Maybe it's the year two years older than us because he wasn't in our childhood at all. <laughs> Is that true? You really don't remember him? I mean, I know I remember him. I'm shocked, by the way. I thought Keith was going to say Carl Lewis here for sure. I'd already. Why, you think I'm just the Olympics Lewis. guy? It's funny. I think you've gone all anti-Olympics today. I, mean, I might be wrong, but I think well, you've gone all A lot all of the Olympic stuff is like, like Chester said, you show up and you just win one right. race. Like. Phelps well, to me, it's the craziest one, one, thing in the world. These guys, these people train their entire life yeah, for this one yeah, moment, yeah. and like they have an itch on their back leg for two seconds, and their life is over. It's like yeah. talk about pressure. That is the ultimate pressure that any. I mean, pressure is a big part, right? Yeah, pressure and like going in a big spot. That is a big part in all athletics and how we judge people. The clutch gene, all this kind of stuff. I mean, these guys and and girls have it more than anybody, or at least have to to succeed, right? I mean, like think about Phelps going for his eight perfect gold medals and what had to happen for that to happen one tiny little thing by even one of his teammates in a relay or something like that i mean the 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 heightened pressure well like when he beat the french yeah but but the crazy like you look at usain bolt for example usain bolt does have all those bad hitches he gets off late starts etc but he's so dominant that right he right he's just a, he's he's he a lot when he turns around and starts taunting it's ridiculous. the crowd you know, he's just halfway. a larger than life thing and i was gonna say before that's what kind of hurts michael johnson the way he just makes a mockery of the whole field kind of that's why i don't think yeah. we should forget michael johnson but, but as far as this i mean keith how many different olympics did lewis compete in i think five or maybe only that's four right. because he misses I think four. I think because he misses eighty right. and he starts in eighty four. I think that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember being in elementary school. He was the first guy to break the te- the ten second hundred yard dash, and he was also doing the long jump. And he, it's uh, it's close. I love Tiger's great. I'm going. Listen, all these matchups are great. I got to go. Carl Lewis on this. It's very close. Okay. Very close. Last matchup. All right. And then the last matchup of the thrifty thirty two. It's going to be 2 nothing. It's easy. It's Michael Jordan against Joe Montana. Yeah, and jo- yeah, tough uh, yeah Montana, Montana could have maybe beaten – Montana, Carl Lewis, then we're talking, you know? But, um, but uh, yeah. Before, before you guys just end this, could I just say – aren't they very similar, right? Aren't they sort of the guy that most people pick as the greatest in their sport of all time? They, they played in the same era. Five people years love ago. them because no, – Five years ago. Pe- yeah. pe- one sec. No, hold on. You cannot compare Montana to Jordan. I'm, 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 I would pick Jordan, but I just want to make – I just want to compare – I just want to make this comparison, right? Mm-hmm. They're both – Love because they were perfect in the championship game, right? That stupid argument that Joe Montana is better than, let's say, Tom Brady because he's mm. four for four in the Super Bowls, while Tom Brady is only five and, and two. Like, like but it's worse. But there's a difference. Yeah. 
but there's a difference because Joe Montana wouldn't even lost and wouldn't even make the Super Bowl a bunch of times. I right? agree with you. I agree. I, I, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan made it to the championship and won it every single year. Right. Once, once he, made he made it, it he, right. He, except right. every year of his career, except yeah, when he, if he doesn't take those two years off, well, he's we don't know right. that maybe right. Right. Apart, but. So, so he never he never got upset like you know Montana would lose to the Giants or the Cowboys or whatever. Yeah, Jordan happened, wins. So. I just think there are some interesting parallels to the two. And they basically played in the same era. They were the dominant winner. They they were I think they yeah. as great as they and both well, are. Gretzky, Jordan, and Montana were all the best at their sports at the same time. I agree, but Montana was the best by the smallest margin of those three. Right. So and again, Montana has Jerry Rice, who's still in this right. bracket. Right. Yeah, you right. know. As the, right. Right. And probably can I just say Gretzky not being in the Gretzky would win it all in my opinion because of his lack of field in his own thing. I think you can't you can't not have Gretzky win if he's in it. I agree. Right. So anyway, I don't I don't know about that. But I mean, he would obviously be so much better than than than, he's more better than anyone else in 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 important sport except for Chestnut. (laughs) (laughs) As I said, in an important sport. Well, I mean, nothing is more. Are you are you anti July Fourth? Is this like an anti American rant you're going to go on? I hate America. Uh, Me me to America is Chester to women. Oh, no. We hear your accent. We know it's not even possible. All right, so here's our Sweet 16 uh, for next week. No, I think, now, I think, I think Tom the Sweet Brady, 16 we're putting on Twitter. Tom Brady against mm-hmm. Ted Williams. Willie Mays against mm. Michael Phelps. Jim Thorpe against mm. Barry Bonds. Babe Ruth against Michael Johnson. Yeah. Jerry Rice against Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Peyton Manning against Will Chamberlain. Deion Sanders against LeBron James. And Carl Lewis against Michael okay. Jordan. I think the track guys are so, going to have a tough time, crazy. but some good matchups. I think next week might even be a little easier than this week in terms of the matchups. I think. Well, because yeah, the powerhouses are now yeah. sort of coming into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Jared, thank you so much no for joining problem. us. Uh, we uh, we got it to the Sweet Sixteen. Jared, what's what, do you have like uh, something to plug? Nah, I got nothing. <laughs> you're, not, you're not on Twitter. I am on Twitter, but I have like no followers. I just follow like well, news people. Why do you think you have Twitter. no followers? Because you go on a very popular podcast, and you don't even. Play you know what? That's a good point. Okay, everybody. You know what? That's a great point. I, what? What is even my Twitter uh, thing handle? <laughs> That's a bad start. Yeah. Um, Jared, Keith and I have been fighting endlessly all week about the League of Leagues. Oh yeah, the League of Leagues. The Jared, how come you're not right? in the League of Leagues? Do you not play fantasy. Sports? Sounds like a guy who'd be interested in it. I don't do fantasy. Uh, my, my thing with fantasy is. Mm. Anytime I see someone, you really, you really do sound like Mike yeah. and the Mad Dog. I don't do. I, I, I'm both Mike and, and the Mad Dog. They're like complete opposites. No, and t- well, <laughs> and and Twitter. Like Mike is so anti-Twitter, he thinks no one should be on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, saying I'm not insulted because I know you don't know Mike and the Mad Dog well. Saying I'm like Mike and the Mad Dog nowadays is basically saying like I'm some like New York oaf who like knows nothing about what's going on. <laughs> and a massive Trump supporter. <laughs> Right, but it's also saying that I am number one in the in, in what I do. So I'll take that. I'll take that. I, by the way, no, I don't as, do, as, as a right. big mic guy, don't you sort of like have some resentment towards these people who have been a mic person for four years, like since Twitter got popular? Like, I've listened to Mike. No, I mean, listen, he's a, he's a disaster, but I've listened to him. Right? You mean, oh, you mean like this new thing about of, like Monzo Nation, Mongo Nation and everything A lot of these like people that? don't even remember Andy Pettit's starting pitcher. You know, yeah, it's ridiculous. Which was every, every, every day for a year, maybe two years, Mike would have a two-hour debate about Jabba Chamberlain and, and uh, you know, and Andy Pettit. <laughs> Jabba Chamberlain is literally the person Mike talked about the most in the thirty-year history of his show, without question. Every day was two hours on Jabba Chamberlain, um, and he always claimed all. And all he these new people don't was... remember. Well, well, you can't blame people for being young. I mean, were you saying they're too young, or they just didn't pick up they on? Didn't it pick up on it until I mean, Twitter, and they're sort of like they. 
embrace them later, which is funny. But and the show is so unlistenable now; it's amazing. No, it's ridiculous. I'm sure you're like me. The days before podcasts and different things like that, mm. it was all you, you just listened to them all day. I mean, that's what you did. You listened to these two idiots debating stuff. They don't have I mean, I listened, what they're talking I'm, about. Like, I can't even count how many thousands of hours I've listened to Francesa. I literally exactly. can't count. I mean, yeah. there were so many years where I listened the whole day from 1 to 6.30. It's um, ridiculous. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and then on Sunday for like the, the NFL Now, which is so bad. And he, like, replays the can interviews from Friday. His podcast is going to get, like, 20 listens. Do you remember? Like, he's really bad with technology. Do you remember his app that he talked about for, like, a year? Yeah, he said he was going to come up with, like, the greatest thing of all time that nobody's ever heard of. And within, like, yeah, three I, weeks, it, no, one ever, no one ever spoke of it again. The, yeah, yeah I never even knew it existed. I didn't even know if it, I didn't, to this day, I, I forgot about yeah, it. Like, I, yeah, I just it remember. It came out, and, and it was, like, very early in the app game. And then, uh, and, like, it just died right away. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he has no idea. What is this app? Well, what is call, But say? also, if you called him up right now and like got through and mentioned the app, he would say it never happened because he's such a liar. He would be like, no, no, no. We never, it never came out. <laughs> I used to like send emails to my friends when he would like, he would like make arguments on guys and then, and then callers would call up like, like, Judah's the best, whatever, right? And then like a guy would, see, I could go even more in New York. And then a guy would like call up and be like, what are you talking about? Like uh, A-Rod said, he's like, no, Judah had uh, 130 runs and uh, 98 RBIs. And he would just flat out, he wouldn't even round up. He would make up the numbers. I would go to, I would go to baseball reference and I would be like, I would be like real time emailing well, he or, or, or chatting chat a friend. Yeah. Right. Well, no, no, but he was clearly reading it because he was close, but he would just push it up like right. random <laughs> amounts, but he, right. would, he would make it sound real. So he right. wouldn't push it up from 95 to 100. He would push it from 95 to 102. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? You can round up, you can round up an 810 OPS to 1,000 if you want. <laughs> no, but he would round it. No, but no, but that would be too obvious. He would he would round a ten up to nine ninety three. Of course, he doesn't know what OPS is, so he wouldn't do. He would just be. Well, how about this? How about how did, how did they judge who would get into the Hall of Fame? Right? Yeah. How many Hall of Fame years they have, dog? How many Hall of Fame years? Uh, tw- Twenty six, one hundred one, three hundred. Yeah. One Hall of Fame year. Yeah. Yep. Two Hall of yep. Fame years. All right, eight Hall of Fame this years. Was... Juan Gonzalez. Yeah. He's in. That, that's what it was. That's what also, it was. Yeah, then. they would do that after the Hall of Fame announcement. They wouldn't discuss it for a few weeks. And then they would, right, they would right. do it that they would like forget that it existed, and that's exactly what they would do. They do, tw- they do, yeah, twenty six one hundred one three ten. All they'd look at was batting average, home run, RBI. <laughs> it was amazing, and they did this every Chester, year. Who, I, I'm gonna Chester, miss who, if who my, is the, who, if Mike who left, is the, I will miss him. Like when he leaves, I will miss him so much, even though he's so terrible at this point. I feel bad for Chester. Who's the Mike and the Mayor Dog of Minnesota? <laughs> so I, you know, I would listen to Minnesota to this talk radio on KFA and the sports channel. But my national show that I liked was Scotty Farrell. Oh, yeah, 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 he was on WFN one eight hundred Farrell on the bench. Bench went on. Yeah, and yeah. you call Nightmare. and you'd say, you call up and you say, Scott, you're the man. And you'd say, How can I be the man if you're the man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was his answer to every single person. I got to be the man. I keep. I was the Atlanta Thrashers announcer for years. I call. I called into his show. Did I, I tell you about tell that? Me, but you can say the story. So I called into a show when I was like 13, and I was pretty funny. So then they liked me. So then they gave me like a different number to call to like not have uh-huh. to wait or whatever. And then I called a couple more times, and then after a couple times, the number stopped working. So I guess I, <laughs> I overused my privilege. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the show I listened to. Um, Mike and the Mad Dog. They weren't uh, simulcasting. Yeah, no. That's, listen, that's one thing in New York we took for granted that we do. We did have options with that kind of thing because I feel like around most of the country, especially in like the early and mid '90s, I, I feel like there wasn't even 
sports radio at all, right? I could be wrong, but I, I think I, I think it was very limited if there was. So it's something that well, there was, but it was only one channel, and it wasn't like we only had live stuff. Like in the night, they would just play like ESPN radio, you know? Like they only had their right. own stuff from like right. 5 but I mean, PM right? But I'm saying, right, okay, okay. At least it was something. So. Well, ESPN radio didn't even exist till like we were a little older. Or whatever it was, but I—I I, I mean, I listened to KFAN all the time when I was in junior high. I admit, what, what else would he, he would play? A lot of Metallica, Scott Frell, coming in and out of breaks. Yeah, yeah, you—you'd you, call he, in. I uh, feel like he knew nothing about sports. No, nothing. His thing is gambling. He's very—he's—he has one of these. Like, right, right. He has one of these like gambling websites now. You go to and like he emails you a pick every day for like fifty nine ninety nine. He was—he was even on SNY for a short time. You remember that? Yeah, he, he was, was on SNY when when Howard Stern started his second channel. He was like the first show he added. He was like on. He was really he was in the Howard Stern world for a while. But I'm saying he was also on SNY, you know, the Mets station. Yeah, yeah. He I, was don't on rem- like, I don't on, I don't remember him on SNY. Like Wheelhouse, yeah, he was on like you know, there was a few shows on in the afternoon. He was on one of those shows. whatever. I don't know what we're talking about, Scott Farrell. But yeah, yeah. One eight hundred bench twenty nine. There was I can't remember any of his other catchphrases besides how can I be the man if you're the man, which he would say to every single caller. You'd have to call up, say, Farrell, you're the man, how can I be the man if you're the man? Uh you're right, he knew nothing about sports. Uh, <laughs> he had the literally the worst voice you could possibly have. I mean, right? Yeah, my, my parents <laughs> for, for would. My par- it was late. It was on late at night. It was on at like eleven or something. And my parents would come in the room like, "Oh, you got to shut that off. It's awful." Was there anything better than turning on one a.m. Joe Benigno after a crushing loss of one of our teams? No, crushing Mets loss. You got that. Like, I, it's funny because I don't listen to Benigno now, but um, right. That's by the way. If you want to be a real masochist. You ever like see? Let's say like the team you beat has like a you know you beat a team and like you go to like you beat the Mets beat the Cardinals. You go to like St. Louis Radio online like the minute after the loss. And, I never do that. But I, I've tried that. a couple times. It's really funny because you get to like you know lick the other team's tears. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll try it. I'll try it. Listen, I have enough pain with my own teams. Uh, and by the way, you should too. We didn't get into this, but I don't know how, how somehow you came away with being a Spurs fan. I sent you guys that, that Spurs email about them being yeah, the best terrible. franchise of all time. As a Mets Jet, as a fellow Mets Jets guy, yeah. I don't know how you got away with murder or somehow being a, uh, yeah. a Spurs fan, and I'm not so happy about it. Listen, if it was recent, you know, if I was a frontrunner, fine, but they weren't even good. I mean, they had Dave Robinson, but he didn't even start playing by the time I started rooting for the Spurs. Uh, he was, Why did it? Ha- well, how did that even happen? How did you? I think the story is that my dad um, and I were watching a game, and and the Knicks were really bad, and they were losing to the Spurs, or they were losing maybe to the Blazers. And he said, and he said, like you shouldn't root for the Knicks; they stink. Uh, but like the team they were losing to, whether it was the Blazers or the Sonics or some team out west, was also bad. He's like, nah. You, what about like the Spurs? Because they drafted this guy, but he's not eligible yet to play. Um. And, uh, so you should have told your dad to do that with the other sports, well, too. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Jets, so my grandfather bought Jets season tickets in 1965, the week the Jets signed Joe Namath. And he still, you know, and, and we still have them. He still goes to the games. Right, so I didn't really right. have much of a choice with the Jets. Uh, and, you know, similar with the Mets. Although he, my dad's a Jeff and my grandfather is a, was a New York Giants fan. Even though they, they left uh, um, you know, where, 60-something years ago, he has not picked a new team, even though he's a big sports fan. He's, he's still a New York Giants fan, not a San Francisco Giants fan. Um, so, <laughs> I like the stubbornness. Yes. I like it. I like the something year, Like, he'll take me to Mets playoff games. They didn't leave. They never left. No. They never left. He's like, he is a, he is a baseball orphan. Um, now, is he stuck? Did everything else get stuck in 1957, or he's moved on in other areas? No, I mean, he's a big football guy. No, he's adapted. He so, knows how to do so he's a, so he's a, So he's a New York Titans fan in football. No, I mean, listen, it's the same franchise. <laughs> All right, 
on that mm. note, guys, uh, Jared, again, thanks, thanks for joining Jared. us so much. Uh, Akiva, so I think you said that the Sweet 16, we're going to have the listeners decide. Is that well, right? Well, they'll pick, and then we'll sort of – maybe they're one of the three votes. Are they the Jared for the next round, maybe? I think I think the next but the next podcast has to be it. We'll see how egregious. egregious we'll see how egregious the next podcast has to be it. Uh, well, we can't we can't drag this out for like four more weeks. We got other stuff to do. <laughs> we got the I think I think there's definitely enough time to finish the whole thing in one more podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this was 60 matchups today. The rest of the, the rest of the thing was only 15 more. Uh, we still have the hot takeoff coming in a few weeks. Uh, we got some other things maybe to discuss. All right, no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. All right, Jared, thanks for joining Thanks for coming on, Jared. No problem. Thanks a lot. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.